Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the It's Gonna Be Okay Baby podcast hosted by yours truly, Alex, Alex Ballington. I am so sorry to the thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners uh, of my podcast that have been yelling at me to record on a more frequent schedule because, folks, it's been 20 days since I last released an episode. Um, and there's been a lot going on, so it's it's not that I've I've forgotten about you or anything like that. Um, there's just been there's just been a lot going on, and it's it's hard to record a podcast, even though it literally only takes one hour out of the day. And I'm sure I I could have done that at any point over the last twenty days, um, but here we are, here we are. So I apologize. I'm so sorry that you know you, your ears have just been dying to to listen to my awful voice and that to me is crazy but there actually have been a couple of you who've been like when's the next episode coming out so um here we are i hope you enjoy anyways um you might be thinking well okay he's back he's probably gonna pick up with this alphabet series that he's been doing for the last four episodes and i did think should i return and just get back into the swing of things and, and record this episode. And I guess today, today's episode would then be uh, surround, or revolving around the letter E and all those words associated with that. Um, but there's been a bit of a change, right? There's actually been a couple of things that have been happening recently that I feel like I, I want to talk about and I want to use today's episode to talk about. And then I promise that I will get back on that alphabet train as soon as possible, probably within the next day or two, because I, I want to stick to a, a more consistent podcasting schedule, just because, like I said, it's it's so fun for me, and I, I miss it, and I can't believe it's been nearly three weeks. If it if it had been 21 days, that would have been three weeks um, of me not recording. So anyways, like I said, today's episode, probably going to be a shorter one, because there's, there's a lot to talk about, but there's not... Um, it's not as like structured as these uh, last couple of episodes have been, so I'm just going to get right into it. Um, spoiler alert. Actually, not spoiler alert. What am I saying? See, I it's been so long since I podcasted that I my flow and everything and all my like stupid remarks and stupid sentences and phrases are just completely out the wazoo, and I don't remember anything that I used to say. But the thing is, and the most important thing is, is I'm back, baby. I'm not just back on the podcast grind. I am back in New York, the big motherfucking apple. I have returned. And I don't know if I mentioned this in my last episode or if I like dreamed that I talked about this, but if I didn't, awkward. If I did, then that's great. But basically, I was I was predicting that Bill de Blasio, actually, yeah, I think I did, because that would have been the letter D episode, and I remember being like, oh, de Blasio, like, that's another D word. Um, I remember saying that I expected a full-on ticker tape parade for me the day I arrived back in New York, and I arrived back in New York on Monday, it is now Saturday, um, and I'm sad to report that there has been no such parade, which is very upsetting. Like, I am the reason the city doesn't sleep like I the second I like walked into my apartment I like New York was alive again New York was no longer this dying city that it it seems to be um, portrayed as in the media Um, and so I was expecting a parade because of my contributions to the city it didn't happen but I'm still you know 
holding out on 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 the possibility that maybe he'll listen to today's episode and he'll be like, oh shit, yeah, we we kind of slipped up on that one. Let's let's make sure we get a parade down Broadway next week. So updates to come on that. We will see. Anyway, either not anyway, either way, um, I am so I am so excited to be back in New York, guys. It has been and for just so that you're aware, today's episode is just going to be all about New York, pretty much all about sort of what's been going on this last week, as well as some other things that I've had a lot on my mind recently um, and, I, and I want to talk about in today's episode. I will say, though, that because I'm no lo- because of the fact that I'm no longer in South Carolina, um, you don't have the luxury of listening to me recording in my backyard where you would hear, you know, the birds from the swamp chirping around. Instead, and I apologize in advance, I probably should have say, said this within like the first second of this episode, but basically, if you hear sirens, if you hear church bells, if you hear boyfriends breaking up with their girlfriends down on the street below, if you hear my radiator going like sicko mode um i apologize there's there's no, really nothing that i can do about that um i wish i was good at editing but i'm not so i'm not going to spend the time it takes to edit out all of those pestering background noises um so you know just imagine that when you hear someone like yelling down on the street just imagine that they're a bird and it's a bird from south carolina um, i will say this though where i'm living um i won't give the exact location just for you know, for my safety, of course, but um, I am living very, very close to Prospect Park, and I really would love to, once the warmer, once, once the warmer gets weather, once the weather gets a little bit warmer, um, I would love to go out to Prospect Park, or any of the parks in, in New York, for that matter, and, you know, bring my podcasting equipment and record a couple apps out there. I think that would be, like, a fun summer thing to do, um, and I think it would actually be hilarious if I... And mm, I mean, I would have to muster up the courage to do this because doing it in the own kind of privacy of your backyard, that's easy, right? There's no one there. Um, That one time when my neighbor was like doing yard work, I got so scared that I didn't record outside that day because I was like, ooh, like I don't want him to hear me and like hear what I'm saying. Um, And so I'm very curious to see if, can I go to these parks where they're, I'm not gonna really like be alone, of course, like these are very popular parks. Um, and can I muster up the courage to sit down on a patch of grass and record my episode with people potentially looking at me, listening to me, um, judging me, all of the above. Um, so we shall see. I want to do it. Let's wait till the, I keep saying, let's wait till the warmer gets weather. Let's wait till the weather gets warmer. Um, and it, speaking of weather, it, I chose, see, this is, this is just further proof that I run this city, right? And that I'm. I am the Big Apple baby. There's no such thing as the boss baby. It's the Big Apple baby, and I am that. And the reason I am that is because New York has had, like, shitty weather for, let's say, like, the last two, three months, right? They've got dumped with snow, back-to-back, lots of just grossness. And the second I come back, this entire week, the the weather has been unbelievable, except for the day when I moved in. It was frigid that day, and I did not have a coat on, um, and it was... It was just rough having to like, you know, carry all these boxes into my, into the apartment while I'm like shivering to death. But in general, the weather has been amazing. It's been so nice being able to like sit at my desk where I've, it faces a window and I can feel the sun on my face 
And for the for the ladies at home, not the ladies. I don't know why I just said that. That's really awkward. Um, I meant to say for the listeners at home, and it came out ladies. So that's whatever. Anyway, for the listeners at home, I would just like you to know that yes, I am putting on my SPF in the morning, even though I'm not going outside. I know that those sun rays are hitting me because I can feel it. I can feel the warmth. Um, but I'm protecting my skin because that's what we should be doing. Um, you know. I've been thinking about this recently, right? You know somebody who's not protecting his skin and who I know for a fact does not follow the 10-step Korean beauty skincare routine? Joe Biden. And, you know, the fire the fire engine, uh, fire truck agrees with me there. And this is going to be hilarious listening back to this and just hearing all the interruptions from the street down below. But Joe Biden does not... There, there's some things I know about Joe Biden that maybe maybe the public doesn't know. Joe Biden does not double cleanse. That man's, I don't even know if he uses a cleanser. And if he does, he's probably using like a, a disgusting, like bead based. Joe Biden probably used St. Ives apricot scrub. I guarantee you he uses it because his skin these days is not looking good. He probably doesn't use SPF. He could have avoided those wrinkles. He's probably not using his eye cream. I doubt that he's exfoliating. Is he moisturizing before bed? I don't think so. Is he applying sort of like the lighter serums before the heavier serums? Is he layering? No, Joe Biden is not doing any of those things. And that is not my president. That is not my president. If you're not, if you're not following the 10 step Korean beauty skincare routine, then I'm sorry. That's just, that's just not my president. So I look forward to the day when AOC is the first female president. And when she becomes president, I know she's going to go on Instagram live and she's going to be doing her skincare routine. And I'm going to feel confident knowing that the person in charge is also in charge of their skin. And that's, that should be a prerequisite for being president. If I'm being frank, um, all I know is that I can't run for president because I'm not a citizen. I wasn't born here, but if I could, I would run on the fact that I at least double cleanse occasionally. And I think that's good enough to get, get, you know, younger people's votes. Anywho, that was like an, an extreme tangent. Um, what was I talking about in terms of Brooklyn? Oh, the weather. Yes. Weather's been amazing. Let me talk a little bit about the neighborhood for a second, if if you don't mind. I So I have lived in some interesting areas before, right? Dating even back to like when I was living in the dorms at NYU. I first started off uh, on in the dorm called Third North, which was on Third Avenue in sort of the East Village fun location but you know it's where all the drunks went and it was very loud at night and even i was on the, i think the 13th floor the highest floor of the building and you could still hear everybody clear as day down on the street and there was like so many bars around and so late at night especially when like big sporting events were going on um you 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 couldn't fall asleep because people would be out there like screaming their heads off um so that was that was a fun experience and then i actually moved there was another uh, dorm sort of just down the street on Third Avenue as well called Alumni Hall and I lived there as well so those were those were all right you know nothing nothing terrible about the East Village East Village is a fun place near Astro Place of course very fun um, decent right but it's a dorm so it's like you know how great can it be then we moved off campus with a couple of my friends I lived in East Williamsburg for both uh, occasions um, and I liked it it was good for the most part I, the thing is, I didn't love, I liked the apartments, but I didn't really love the area per se. Um, you know, 
East Williamsburg, it's okay. I mean, it's, I felt safe. I, but I did, I genuinely like felt like I was like really, really gentrifying the area. And deep down that just like didn't feel good. I didn't really feel connected to the community. Um, and it felt like it was sort of like an area where college students were kind of like taking over. Um, and I don't know, I didn't like that. I never really saw any families. It was just very, um, very gentrify I guess. Um, but then, <laughs> oh baby, uh, but then I moved to Hell's Kitchen, right? And that was just, that was just hilarious. That was honestly like, oh my God, I keep hitting my nose on the mic. Sorry if that made a sound. Um, Hell's Kitchen was an experience in, in itself. I am stronger than the Marines. I'm braver than the Marines for living in Hell's Kitchen um, and living in the apartment that we had in Hell's Kitchen, which was truly just um, an adventure on, and in, in its own way. Um, and so now to be in a neighborhood where I feel really safe and I feel like there's, you know, we live right next to a school and so there's lots of families around and, you know, the Brooklyn Museum and Prospect Park and Grand Army Plaza and the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens, those are all, you know, within blocks away. And it's, I just feel really good. I've only been here for, I guess what, it's been five, six days now, but I'm already in love with the area. And I just, I, I feel so much at ease knowing that I can like the area that I'm from and that, you know, I can encourage people to come visit me and, and, and can take them around and show them things and take them to fun places that I enjoy and stuff like that. And so I feel really good about that. And I, it wasn't that I was stressed that the area wasn't going to be good, but, um, you know, going through sort of the apartment process virtually, um, not being able to be in New York to go and sort of walk around and look at the different apartments that my roommate and I were looking at, um, just sort of made me stressed, I guess, a little bit. Um, but here we are. We are in this neighborhood now, Prospect Heights, like I said, and it's lovely, and I'm so happy to be here. So really excited about that. Can't wait for the summertime. Oh, my goodness. The picnics, the walks, the runs, the trips to Prospect Park are going to be unbelievable. Botanical gardens, they're going to pop off. I can't wait for that, um, and I cannot wait, and I I was going to go this weekend, and I actually need to check to see if they're open Saturday and Sunday or if it's just Saturday, but the Grand Army Plaza Farmer's Market, that shit goes off. That goes hard. I love Farmer's Market so much. I haven't been like near one in a while in terms of where I've lived, and so the fact that it's going to be you know, an arm and a leg away, a stone's throw... Are these like normal phrases? I feel like I like read these phrases somewhere and I don't read them correctly and then I try and sort of um, tell them back in this in this situation and it's just awful. Um, a hop and a skip away. How about we say that one? The farmer's market's going to be a hop and a skip away and I can't wait to just fill up my bag with some kale and some broccoli and some fruits and veggies and it's just going to be amazing. It's really going to be amazing. So... I'm just very content with where I am, and that feels good, especially after being in good old South Carolina for the last year, or however long it was. It was a long-ass time. Um, anywho, there are... What else did I want to talk about in terms of my return to New York? I guess I, I've been going on some unbelievably long walks recently and I'm actually paying the and I've been running too which has been good I I got a chance because I've been meaning to do this right because I've as you know I've, I've talked about this before on the podcast but 
my foot problems when it comes to running include sort of like a little bit of like flat feet and overpronation, which kind of results in shin splints and ankle pain and calf pain and stuff like that. And so I have been planning to go to the podiatrist, which is the foot doctor, to go and kind of get it checked out to see like, is there structural damage? Have I caused any tears through running, etc.? Because I really was struggling to run on a consistent schedule largely just due to pain. I couldn't I couldn't keep up with it because I would be in pain following each run. But I decided that, hey, let me go to a running store first and let me make sure that I'm using like the perfect set of feet, perfect set of feet. I wish I had the perfect set of feet. Let me make sure that I'm using the perfect set of running shoes that sort of complement um, kind of like my running style and my, what is it? Like my arch and my, you know, stuff like that. And so I went to this place called Jackrabbit, which I've been familiar with before, but I've never actually been to one before, but it's basically like a dedicated running store. And I got a chance to sort of have my stride evaluated. You basically run on a treadmill and they take a video and they kind of digest that information and figure out, okay, like, you know, this is, this is where you put a lot of pressure in terms of when you like hit the ground. And it, the guy said that I'm putting a lot of pressure on my heel which makes sense because that would sort of lead to shin splints and stuff like that. And that's where I've been feeling a lot of pain. And so I bought a new pair of shoes and I'm excited for them. I've run in them twice now and they felt pretty good. And the, the like kind of foot specialist guy that I was working with at the store, he also recommended a set of uh, sort of like in, not insole, insoles or soles, foot soles. I don't know. Um, but basically things that you can put inside the shoe that are supposed to make it, uh, just like better in terms of, um, impact and like absorbing impact and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I felt good running these past two days or not these past two days, but the past two times that I went out and ran around Prospect Park for a little bit I only did three miles for each run. Um, so nothing crazy to, to sort of get back into the flow of things. Um, but let me tell you this, I... On top of running, I have been walking an absurd amount because I think it's I think it's largely because of this just like newfound freedom that I have and being able to like go places and obviously when you're in the city like you can walk outside your door and you can come across so many different things in like such a small like you know radius as opposed to when I was living back home in South Carolina I, I couldn't, like, the only way, the only places I could walk to were just, like, around the neighborhood. There was nowhere else to go. Um, and so I have been walking for days. I'm talking, like, 10-mile walks. And while I've really enjoyed them and I've gotten to see a lot of the neighborhood and the surrounding neighborhoods, um, my legs, they're hurting. They are hurting like a mother effer. My, like the backs of my legs, mainly my calves, are just, they've been on fire the last two days. And I, it's like annoying because I want to keep on running, right? But I, I'm trying to like be cautious and make sure I don't injure myself or do anything stupid. So I, today I stayed at home pretty much all day and I've d done very little in terms of walking and stuff like that. And so I'm hoping you know, after a good night of rest, I can wake up tomorrow, it should be Sunday, hashtag daylight savings day, woo, 
actually, no, that's not really a woo because we lose the day or we lose an hour. But woo in terms of like, yay, we can go out later and it'll still be sunny, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. My legs have been really feeling it. And I think it's because I legitimately haven't walked in so long and I've been walking so much. And um, I have not been wearing supportive shoes on those long walks, which is definitely a problem. So I think I need to, uh, you know, kind of tone it back a little bit and keep on doing my my daily walks but maybe you don't go as far or if i am planning to do a long walk make sure that i wear sneakers as opposed to like fucking my reebok like i don't know what they're called but they're you know what i'm talking about those stupid white reeboks that every man owns <laughs> anyways um what are some other things that i wanted to talk about in terms of nyc and my return I got to decorate my room today and kind of like put the last finishing touches on that and I feel good about it. I really do. I mainly have a lot of the same artwork and like posters that I had up at my previous apartment, but I do have some new additions, um, including like a Heim poster. I've got a painting from a high school friend. Um, I've got some like the Maria's merch, if you're familiar with the band, the Maria's. I'm trying to think what else I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to see if there's any other like new stuff that I have from that I didn't have at my old apartment. And I think that's the extent of it, but I've, I've got like, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, I tried to, whenever I like I'm decorating my wall with posters and pictures and all that fun stuff, like I try and make it orderly, but I try not to make it look too like planned out I guess like I want it to be a little rough around the edges and so you know there's some things that aren't exactly um fully straight like some of the some of the posters are a little crooked which you know yikes but it's it's whatever and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it and I I put out a sort of like story on Instagram today basically saying like if you make art I want to buy it from you because I love buying work um from people that I know I think it's it's special to have that in your room and I know from my experience, um, I've had plenty of people reach out to me and, and purchase prints from me of like my landscapes and stuff like that. And it feels really cool to know that like my artwork is hanging up in someone's room. And so I'm, I guess I'm like wanting to return the favor and I already do have some pieces up right now, but I would love to have some more. So if you're listening to this and you make art and you maybe didn't see my story or you didn't respond, um, DM me or text me or whatever, because I would love to buy your art. Um, anyways, I guess the only other thing I wanted to quickly mention about the apartment is that it's really funny because when, when we first moved in or when I first moved in, because my roommate moved in uh, a couple days later, um, I was so nervous because my initial, like, like I said earlier, like we, we sort of found this apartment and, and signed the lease all virtually. And so never actually got to come see it in person before literally moving in on Monday. And, you know, from the video, it seemed like the apartment was pretty, I wouldn't say big, but like moderately sized and like had really nice large bedrooms and a decent living room and stuff like that. And I swear to God, when I walked in on Monday, it felt like the apartment had shrunk like 10 times. And I started to have like a panic attack because I was like, oh my God, no, like we got scammed. Like we, what happened is it doesn't line up with the video that we saw. And I don't know like what was going on in my brain because ever since that day, 
the apartment has only grown back in size. And like, I think it's from, I think there's two factors playing into this. And I spoke about this with one of my friends and they said, it's probably because you're coming from your parents' house, right? Which is a house. So it's naturally bigger and maybe the rooms are bigger. And so everything just feels much smaller. And I think that's a very valid point. Um, And then second is that like, I feel like when you, when you just see an empty room, no matter what the size of it is, it always will come off smaller but once you start putting in furniture, once you start putting in your bed and my desk and all that fun stuff, like the room has grown. And like now my bedroom's like kind of big guys. Like it's kind of nice. I've got my bed kind of tucked away in the corner. I've got my desk over in the other side of the room facing out onto the street with the window. I've got two closets. Like I'm kind of serving. I'm kind of popping off. I'm not going to lie. So um, I feel good. I feel very content with this apartment. Um, I absolutely know that we got a very good deal when it comes to the rent and I'm going to be shocked if they don't jack up the rent by the time our lease ends next February or whatever it is. Um, and that'll be really sad because I imagine that I'll, I'll really come and grow into loving this place so much that it's going to suck if we get booted out because we can't afford like an increase in rent. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I hope that's not the case, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is and, at that point, I guess we just got to move again, which sucks because I, the one that, thing that I don't like about, well, I don't like moving and no one likes moving. Moving sucks. The whole process of it is such a pain and a hassle, but I would love to just like feel settled in New York city. I've, I've never stayed in an apartment for more than a year at a time. And that's something that I wanted to change coming back. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll see where we are by that point next year and you know if we're still i I mean fingers crossed we're not in the pandemic by february of 2022 but let's say that we still are in a weird situation like i would hope that maybe the management company or the the superintendent or whoever's in charge of the lease would you know maybe have some empathy and and (laughs) let us stay here but we'll see we'll see what happens anyway um Before we get into, I guess, like the second half of this episode, why don't we take a quick ad break? As always, thank you guys so much for listening and feel free to fast forward through this ad because I know how terrible it is. Maybe I'll try re-recording it. I feel like I can't or maybe, I don't know. I'm too lazy to, so I'm not going to, but I will catch you on the flip. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for suffering through that ad break as always. Um... For the final however many minutes this is going to take for me to talk about, um, I wanted to discuss some exciting news, but some kind of nerve-wracking news, if you will, um, that happened to me while um, during this 20-day hiatus from the podcast, because um, I feel like I would have spoken about this if I uh, earlier, um, but it happened about, I guess, like a week ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, But either way, I was accepted into the graduate school program that I applied to, um, which is really exciting. I I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast that I had applied to NYU Steinhardt's Food Studies Master's program, Um, and I I got in. It was really cool. I I got my acceptance letter, um, you know, to my email, and I, I mean, I don't want to sound selfish or like gross and annoying but I did somewhat expect to get in um 
That being said, it, I don't know how competitive the program is, but I felt like I had a pretty good chance because of, you know, my undergraduate connection to NYU by, you know, and the fact that I was an environmental studies student. Um, and I think I had some really strong recommendations from NYU faculty that um, are somewhat affiliated with the food studies program to begin with. So I think that through those sort of couple of things, um, I would have been quite surprised had I not gotten in. However, um, it's still a very pleasant surprise when you get that acceptance letter and you kind of think about all the amazing things that, that might come with it and stuff like that. But it's, I find myself to be in like a really tough situation right now because I, I got accepted. I have not accepted the admission offer yet basically you, you know they send you an offer essentially saying like you got in like just accept it by sending us two hundred dollars for your you know deposit essentially and you have about a month to decide i have in fact till april 15th so just over a month to decide and i i'm so torn and it's it's crazy that i find myself in this situation because my entire plan since graduating from NYU, like undergrad, was to get at a, get an administrative level position, which I have gotten and which I got rather quickly, and then use that so that I could get employee benefits and ultimately apply to a master's program. Because one of the great things about being an NYU employee, <laughs> although the school is evil, is that you get tuition remission, which essentially means that you don't have to pay this like the standard level of tuition. Um, in fact, you don't have to pay tuition at all. However, you have to pay for registration fees every semester. So whenever you're signing up for classes, there are fees associated with that. Um, you know, it's it's a couple hundred dollars each time. So it's not anywhere on the level of like fifty thousand dollars for tuition, but it's still it's still an expense. Um, and then, like I said, because NYU is evil, although I'm not paying the 50K in tuition per semester, I get taxed on the value of the classes. You're probably thinking like, well, Alex, like, what does that really mean? Well, it ultimately means that my paychecks, because I, I would still be working um, part of the, in, in order to sort of, um, take advantage of tuition remission, you have to maintain your full-time job. So I would be, we're still working nine to five each day and then going to class in the evenings. Um, but like I said, you get taxed on the value of the class. And so since none of these classes would be job related, um, very few classes or very few programs at NYU can be considered job related. I mean, if I were to do like higher education as a master's program, then that would be considered job related. And I did think about that for a second, but I know deep down that I'm not that interested in it. So I chose not to apply to that program. Um, but because food studies is not job related, sadly, um, my paychecks become significantly smaller. So on top of the taxes that I already pay, I now get taxed on these classes and it adds up like crazy. I've spoken to a few people who have uh, been in this situation where they've uh, been an NYU employee, have gone to grad school, have gotten sort of hit by these taxes. And they say in some instances that some of their paychecks like legitimately got cut in half due to the, due to the taxes from the classes. And that to me is 
terrifying. That is really terrifying because, I mean, I'm not going to disclose how much I make, but I don't, I don't make like a crazy amount. I make enough to get by and like live the lifestyle that I want to live, but I still am very frugal in terms of spending. I, I get anxious about big purchases and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't spend a lot of money. I try not to. And so when I hear that, like my paycheck's going to get cut in half, that's nerve wracking because instead of, you know, I usually get two paychecks a month because it's like biweekly. So, you know, one every two weeks and there's basically four weeks every month. So I pretty much get two paychecks a month. And that first paycheck is just enough to cover rent right now. And then that second paycheck is then, you know, can go into savings or can like go towards, uh, you know, groceries and, and stuff like that. So if my paychecks were to get cut in half, instead of having that one paycheck go to rent, I now have to have two paychecks go to rent. And that's not really leaving me much left over at the end, right? And so I did know about this before applying. So it's not like a shock to me to find out about this information, but it it really has me hesitant, along with a couple other things that I want to talk about with accepting this offer because that that is a big commitment this program is approximately like two and a half to three years long because of the fact that i have to do it part-time and i'm not able to take as many classes as you know a full-time student would be able to take and so it's it's a long commitment and two and a half to three years of paychecks getting cut in half well that that's gonna take a toll on on your finances and so I, I'm nervous about that. So that's one thing that's kind of like holding me back in terms of accepting the offer. The second large thing that's holding me back is just the fact that like, I I don't know what I'm going to get out of this program, to be blunt about it. I applied because I am so interested in the classes. It is entirely in line with what I really sort of came to focus on in my later sort of undergraduate career, which was sort of these ideas of food insecurity, food policy, agricultural systems, um, nutrition, stuff like that. I really came to enjoy learning about that types, those types of things. And so this program is great for that. It gives me further opportunities to take classes within those subject areas. But... <laughs> When you say food studies, right, people are like, what does that really mean? It's, it's, it's so vastly different than saying like, oh yeah, I'm going for an MBA where it's like, oh, you're getting a degree in business and like, you're going to be able to use that and leverage that in so many different ways. Whereas a degree in food studies, well, there's only so many things that that can like open doors to. And a lot of it is like, you know, food critic or like, writer or you know maybe teacher or you can maybe go into working in like government and working on like food policy and, and that that does interest me slightly however I feel like I'm just going back to school because I just want to learn again and not because I like want to use this as as a stepping stone for like furthering my career but I need to because I work a job currently that I don't particularly like per se. I mean, it's, I, I like the team that I'm, I'm around and, you know, I, I feel comfortable doing the job, but it's not like, 
glamorous. It's not really what I want to be doing. It's, well, it's nowhere near what I want to be doing. It's, it's not what I spent four years studying for. It's just, it's just a job. It's a very entry-level job that I've, I've had to take. And if I enter this grad program and I graduate and I don't feel like ready to like move on to a new career because I don't feel as if the program has done much for me besides just like expand my viewpoints on all those subject areas that I touched on before, then it's like, am I just going to be stuck in that admin position again? Like, where am I going to go from there? And so it is quite scary for me to consider this three-year commitment that I might be entering and not knowing what's on the other side. And I know, you know, no one knows what can come of the program. It's, it's in, in so many cases, when it comes to sort of higher education, it's what you make of it, not what the program like does for you. It's what, what you kind of take advantage of in the program and how you manipulate it so that you can sort of end up on the better side by the time you finish. And I would hope that I would take advantage of all the resources and all the different opportunities that come along with the program, but it's, it's still a lot. Like I'll be working nine to five and then going to class from five to 8 PM. And then I got to go home and do homework. And then I got to wake back up at 6 AM so that I can cook my lunch and my dinner and commute to work and do it all over again. Five times, five days a week. Like it's been done before. It's, it's not, I'm not the first person to ever take night classes and try and graduate from a master's program, but it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I've really come to, despite not loving my job, I've really come to just enjoying the nine to five, like culture in terms of like being done with the work day at 5 PM and then not having to worry about anything else and not having to worry about homework or anything like that. Like post-grad life in that sense has been really good for me because it allows me to do so many other things once the workday is done. But if I'm going to class and doing homework and doing assignments and writing papers and all this good stuff, you know, at night and not really having much free time, I, it's just, it's scary. It's very scary. So I, I'm fully going to take the, the month that I have to make a decision because I think I really have to sit down and like ask myself, what am I going to get? What am I going to be able to take away from this program? How is it going to sort of help me further advance my career? And like, if I don't, if I don't end up accepting the offer, you know, what does that mean for me? What, you know, do I start looking for new jobs? Like, what do I, what do I do? So we shall see. Um, I've talked to a lot of my friends about this already since since I've got the news of the acceptance and and they've had really good advice, but I've sort of realized at the end of the day that, you know, they can give me all the advice in the world, but I am the one who has to make this decision and I I just have to answer some questions that I need to ask myself. So we'll see. It it sucks to have been so excited about a program gotten in and then instantly find yourself second guessing which is the position that I find myself in and I just wish that I could go into this program with full confidence and like not worry about the fact that my paychecks are going to get cut in half and like just be able to take advantage of it and and take those classes that I've been dreaming about for the last like two years or so um but it's it's just not that easy is it I mean nothing in life is is easy worth doing is easy right i feel like that's a saying i don't know anyways um 
that's about it. That's that's really all I wanted to talk about in today's episode. I wanted to make it short and sweet because I just really wanted to get back on the train of recording. Um, I'm a little tired and I, I kind of want to like go to sleep, honestly. it's it's I haven't done anything today, but I just feel kind of exhausted and I've been going to bed late the last couple nights and I think a, an early night in with a little bit of maybe a face mask before bed could be cute. Oh my God, this motorcycle outside my window is... Oof. Maybe it's a Harley Davidson. Who knows? That thing is going sicko mode. Anyway, I need to go twinko mode and I need to go do a face mask before bed and make myself a, I was about to say like make myself a nice cup of tea, but I don't really drink tea. I don't really, okay, this is a weird, before I finish this episode, a weird thing about me is that I absolutely hate like warm drinks or hot drinks. Um, I don't like them because I hate I don't like the sensation of like something like hot going down my throat. And so for me to enjoy a hot drink, I have to wait until it's cold. And by the time it's cold, it's just like liquidy and watery and it doesn't taste good. So like hot chocolate or like any like hot espresso drinks, I can enjoy because I have to wait for them to cool down. And the same thing with tea. It's like by the time the tea has cooled down to a temperature where I can just like fully sip it, um, it doesn't taste good anymore. So yeah. I'm sorry for the tea connoisseurs out there. Um, I love you. I respect you. I wish I was one of you, but for some reason, I'm just like the biggest baby. I'm the biggest big apple baby in the world, and I just can't drink hot drinks. It's very sad. Okay, that's going to do it for me, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy your daylight savings day. Go out there. Go on a walk. Just make sure if you're going on a 10-mile walk, don't do what I did and wear some supportive shoes because then you're going to wake up achy. And I've been achy all day, and it it sucks. (laughs) But, oh well. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. It's actually, like, baffling to me that there are still people that listen to this podcast. And I got an Instagram DM the other day from someone that I don't know so a stranger and they said that they found my podcast they came across it by like searching (laughs) charlie xcx of all things of course and it popped up and they listened to it and they said they loved it and like to me that that just blows my mind because as you guys all know this is just for fun and the fact that someone would willingly listen to my ridiculous ideas and ugly voice and all that ugh terribleness and enjoy it and reach out to me and say they enjoyed it that's hilarious it's truly um astonishing but without further ado i'll end this outro and i will throw it over to my girls at muna for the outro